0: Hello and welcome, I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant and today's motivational aim targets storms restructure, reshape, redefine, and reveal relationships. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast series entitled The Storm. My aim in this series is to provide some insightful truths I've learned during the storms of life. I encourage you to listen to parts 1 through 20 if you haven't already but I want to focus on how storms restructure, reshape, redefine, and reveal relationships. I am going to go ahead and jump into the passage of scripture that I will be referring to throughout this episode. And if you want to follow along, I will be reading from the book of Ruth. And I encourage you to read the book of Ruth in its entirety when you get some free time. But the story goes a little something like this. There was a woman by the name of Naomi. Naomi was married. She had two sons and she lived in Bethlehem. But Naomi's husband left Bethlehem with his family because there was a famine in the land. So he leads his family to the territory of Moab to stay for a while. To give you a little context, Naomi's family lived during the time of the judges. And this means that she was living in a very devastating time in Israel's history because people were running amok. People were doing whatever they wanted to do, when they wanted to do it, how they wanted to do it, because the individuals made the conclusion that if they wanted to do something, no matter what it was, they can do it because it seems right to them. And Israel's actions led to some consequences that they weren't ready for. What happened was God let their enemies oppress them. And when things got tough, they cried out to God. And sad to say, that's the same mindset that we're dealing with today, present day. But this period lasted about 300 years. So Naomi is going through storms within storms because she's living in a land where people are not getting any rest because their enemies are oppressing them. People are running amok. And then there's a famine in the land. And since people were doing whatever they wanted to do and people's enemies were oppressing them, they couldn't go find disaster relief to escape or get any type of help during this storm of life. So, Naomi's husband moved the family to a place where idolatry was going on too. But when you read the text, you can deduce that God was somewhere in their life. Even though they moved from Bethlehem to Moab, God was there in some way, shape, or form. So Naomi is living in Moab with her husband and her boys. But then Naomi's husband dies and she becomes a widow. Then time goes by, and her sons marry Moabite women. She now has two daughter-in-laws by the name of Orpah and Ruth. But 10 years later, while Naomi is in Moab, her sons die. So she's going through a storm. Her sons died, her husband died, and when they were trying to get away from a storm, when they were in Bethlehem and a famine hit, they moved to Moab, but it looks like Moab is filled with storms. So as you can see, Naomi was going through it. She was going through a time of despair because she's a widow. or She was a widow and she was childless. That is very heart-wrenching, aggravating, frustrating. And it can make somebody sick. And I believe we can all identify with Naomi. I mean, you mind minding your business. Trying to get away from something. A storm hits or several storms hit. And you find yourself somewhere crying, screaming, punching walls. Trying to figure out what in the world is going on. Just yesterday, me and my family were here. We moved here. We were prospering here even though it was temporary. But all of a sudden, something dies or someone dies. Why did that happen? Why did my love die? Why did my finances die? Why did my dreams die? Why did my desires die? It seems like my peace is about to die. It seems like my hope is about to die. What's going on? And it happens. Storms can hit you out of nowhere, out of nowhere, and you're like, my God, what is going on? Lord, I asked you to switch up my routine. You know, I want you to spice up my life, but I didn't want you to shake it upside down. Turn me around, and I don't even know which way I'm going. I'm confused. Lord, help me. When people move and they think about these exciting times, well, some people, when they move and they think about these exciting times, you're thinking about, in a sense, the things you can control. That new living space that you have, those decorations, that money you make on your job, that food you went to the store to go buy, that's all good when you can think about change and you're controlling it. But it's another thing when God switches it up on you or a storm switches it up on you and change happens and you're dealing with things you can't control. You it looked like your family was expanding. and now you had a deficit. My family was expanding, my family was growing and people are lost, people are gone. People walked off. People disappeared. Lord, what is going on? I mean, I didn't want you to switch up my life like this. Now I have a loss. I have a loss of a relationship, the loss of a dream, the loss of a child, the loss of a spouse, the loss of a contract, the loss of a limb, the loss of opportunities, the loss of income. The loss of a job, the loss of a home, the loss of security, peace, joy, hope, love, all of us lost. Can you relate with that? Can you? And if you can, what do you find yourself doing when you went somewhere to escape from something that looks like things were going in the right direction and then just bam! Things came to a screeching halt. Metaf- no, no. <laughs> Wrong phrase. It was no screeching and there was no halt. Because you can brace yourself for some screeches because you're like, what's going on? Something's about to happen. And a halt is a stop. But sometimes life will throw you curveballs where you think you cruising. Just favorite music playing, wind blowing right, sun out just right right angle for you do your selfies and your little videos with the filter you're laughing you're he he ha ha eating your favorite snacks or your favorite meal on the road and all of a sudden somebody just pulls over and says hey yeah get out get out yeah get out um yeah get out i'm just gonna leave or let's say they don't even do that because that's courteous Once again, that's giving you some kind of warning. What's going on? What happened? But now, what if you're riding down the road, engaging in everything that I just gave an example of, favorite music, windows down, air feels good, sunshine bright, you know, you skinning and grinning, favorite song playing, talking to the passengers in the vehicle, the driver, And they just let down the window just a little bit. Just a little bit more. And they push you out. That seems like that's how life happens when these storms hit. Because you're looking like, what? hold up, everything was just fine. What? What do you do when you encounter or you have to deal with a loss? Do you curse at God? Do you scream? Do you yell? Do you... Tell the Lord how great of a child you've been. You know, I'm blessed, Lord. I'm your child. You said I'm your child. I'm anointed. And, yes, all of that's true. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong in saying that. Nothing at all. Because when a person goes through a storm, boy, they they saying some things and sometimes doing some things that are not conducive to their overall disaster relief recovery. That's why it's important to keep God first and continuously pray to Him, even if you don't know what to pray. God help me is sufficient. Jesus help me is sufficient as you're going through these storms. Yes, God sets you apart. But just because God sets you apart and you're anointed, it doesn't mean that storms will not come into your life. Storms have purpose, but as we're going through them, we're not trying to figure out the purpose. Some of us, when it's painful. So Naomi is dealing with a lot. She left Bethlehem. People saw her leaving Bethlehem with her family. And now she's got to go back to Bethlehem without them. And some of us have gone through that. It's probably not a physical family member, but you left somewhere. Or you could have a person could have left somewhere thinking that you know i have this and i'm doing the right thing i'm going to be over here for a while things die and dreams die opportunities die and they got to go right back to the place they just left and they're coming back with less than they left with it's not a game And I do not know how old Naomi was when she left. But she didn't come back with some daughters she birthed or some more sons. She didn't come back with grandchildren. She did not come back in a new horse or carriage. She didn't come back with new sandals, a new sash, or a new silk bonnet. Naomi did not come back with money for the startup company she wanted to launch in Bethlehem she did not come back with money she didn't come back with seeds she came back to what she left now that's a blessing because she could have came back with nothing somebody could have messed up her house and did anything to it but she was able to come back to something even though she was still dealing with the storm and even looking at that house she found herself back in, could have brought up or sparked so many memories with her sons and her husband, but she had to press forward and press through, but her response was similar to the responses we give to this day when we're going through things, people try to call you or declare greatness over you, when you're going through things, sometimes you don't want to hear all of that, you don't want to hear all those cheerleading chants, when you're going through the struggles of life. And when you read the book of Ruth, you will discover that Naomi went through that. She was going through a tough time, and people were, oh, hey, Naomi, you back? What's going on? She was telling them, do not call me Naomi. Do not call me that. I am bitter. I am in distress. The Almighty has afflicted me. The Lord has opposed me. I'm going through storms within storms. Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara because that is a more fitting name for what I have going on. I am bitter right now. My circumstances are bitter right now. And if you call me by my name, it reminds me of the good times that are no longer here right now. So don't call me by my name call me Mara don't call me Naomi and can you relate with Naomi when you're going through your storms and people identify you with what was but you want them to call you by what is because if they call you by what was it triggers in your mind of good times pleasant times and what life was like before the storm. But some people figure, you know what, I don't want to be identified by what was good. Let's just focus on reality, what's going on, what's bad. Because when I think about identifying what it used to be, I was in a good place, but I'm not there anymore. So let's not talk about what it used to be. Let's talk about what it is. Some people do that. Some people do that as a form of a coping mechanism. But the goal is to not identify with what we think is pleasant, what we think is a good time and a pleasant time in our life. We are to identify with who and what God says about us because that supersedes our fickle feelings And our wavering emotions. Because we will be up. And we will be down. That will change. But God's word about us will never change. And I know I jumped ahead. But I want to backtrack. So we have Naomi. She's on her way to leave Moab. To go back to Bethlehem. That's where I'm picking back up at. Because I kind of ventured off but she's going back to Bethlehem her two daughters-in-law are right there with her and she expresses to them you know I'm about to go back to Bethlehem and I think it's best that y'all both go back to your mama's house and may God show you favor and kindness because you've shown me goodness during this tough time of my life And even your own. I mean, you were going through your own storms, within storms. But you still stood around and you comforted me and you carried me through. It's still hard for me, but I can go to Bethlehem. I don't want to be a burden to y'all. Y'all are some young ladies. Go live your life. Let me go over here to Bethlehem and just figure this thing out because I don't want to be holding y'all down and holding y'all back. So after she says that, she goes and declares a blessing on both of them. She said, may the Lord grant each of you rest in the house of a new husband. And the daughters-in-law just started crying. They were weeping. And they said to her, both of them said to her, we insist on returning with you to your people. But Naomi tells them, Return home. Girls, go home. I love y'all, y'all my daughters, but why do you want to go with me? Am I able to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home. Just return home. Go on, for I am too old to have another husband. And even if I thought they would still hope for me to have a husband tonight and to bear sons, would you be willing to wait for them to grow up? Would you restrain yourselves from remarrying? No, my daughters. My life is much too bitter for you to share because the Lord's hand has turned against me. Scripture says that again they both wept loudly and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Naomi said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods follow your sister-in-law. And this moment in scripture is a defining moment illustrating how storms restructure, reshape, redefine, and reveal relationships. Now you already got the backdrop, but we see how Naomi encouraged her daughters-in-law to leave. And they were saying, No, you know, I can't leave you. I won't. Nothing will separate us. And you know how you are, or you know how some people are when they're going through. They're just saying stuff and they don't think about what they're saying until somebody breaks it down to them. So while they were doing all of that, saying, We won't be separated from you, mother in law. We love you. We love you so much. Nothing's gonna separate us. We in this together. Naomi lets them know, go back to your mama's house. Go back, because I can't produce a son for you. I'm up there in age. Nobody is checking for me at all. They're not even trying to be my friend. Look at me. okay, Ruth, look at me. Look at me. Orpah, look at me. I can't have any sons for you. And if I do have a son, let's just say I hypothetically have a son today. Are you going to wait for my son to grow up so you can marry him? Are you going to restrain yourself? Now, you know what restrain yourself means. You know what that means. Orpa could have been in mid-cry. Mid-cry. Just <laughs> and then thought about what Naomi said of restraining yourself and not being with nobody, not marrying nobody until a baby grows up? Uh-uh. She probably was like, Naomi, you sure right. Because I'm trying to be laid all the way up. I'm restrain myself. <laughs> no. Let me go ahead and go back to my mama's house. See, see y'all? I won't see you later. Have a good life. Love y'all. Take care. It's been real. You know, I love you, right? All right. And she probably was gone. It's not a probably. She left. Scripture does not tell us when she left, the time she left, the time of day, the day of the week. The girl was gone. And then Naomi told Ruth, Look at your sister in law. She is gone. It doesn't say she's leaving. Look at your sister-in-law, Ruth. She's walking away. Join her. Catch up with her before she leaves. She's turning away slowly and departing. It doesn't say any of that. It says, look, your sister-in-law has gone. The girl made a dash for it. Now, does it make Orpa a bad person because she left? I don't think so. I don't think she's a, or was a bad person because she left. That's the decision she made. That is what she wanted to do. Some people look at opportunities presented before them after going through major storms and they see, you know what? This is just too much for me. I need to live my life. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. And just because a person leaves doesn't mean that they're And just because a person stays doesn't mean that they're a saint. People make the decisions they make. It does hurt if you are a person or you have been a person who stayed behind to help someone out. And it does appear that your life doesn't seem to be moving forward. It seems like it's stagnant. All you do is help people out left and right, you don't feel appreciated, you look at your siblings, you look at your family, you look at your friends, you look at those who are in close proximity to you, they had the opportunity to stay or leave, they left, doesn't make them bad people, but you're looking at your situation as, man, I mean, I'm stuck, going through poverty, Taking jobs that I don't want to take. I'm doing things I don't want to do just to help out. And then it's no point to get mad at people who did something different. It's all about decisions and it's all about understanding why you're doing what you're doing and not blaming anybody for the decisions you've made and not making anybody feel bad because they left. If that's what they wanted to do, that's on them. It doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't. One thing we should aim to not do is compare our actions in a storm with someone else's actions in a storm. Some people cope by leaving, and some people endure by staying, and they cope through it, so... It's just all about getting the right perspective and not pointing the finger, being prideful or pointing the finger and being resentful and bitter. And as we read this passage of scripture, it's important to remember that Naomi wasn't the only one going through a storm. Yes, her husband and her children died, but her daughter's in-law were going through storms too. Their husbands died. Their father-in-law died, and Naomi was going through a storm, Ruth was going through a storm, and Orpah was going through a storm, too. And during this moment, when one left and one stayed, that was a redefining moment in their relationship. Orpah was redefining her relationship with Naomi and Ruth based off the storm she was going through. Sometimes a storm will have you evaluate your situation and then you begin to think on what you need to do to survive. The storm could be so bad that you don't ever want to be in that position ever again where you are depending on one person to take care of you. You have people who go through this who, of course, are in relationships, and let's say a spouse or a loved one mismanages money, puts a person in a financially strapped situation where they are operating at a deficit, they don't have anything, and the whole family is suffering when that person gets out of that storm, the person who didn't create that mess, I'm telling you right now, that if they have a brain, they'll never, they'll never get in a situation like that ever again. Or if a person goes to jail, let's say it's a family member, that person goes to jail, they're there for a long time, a minute, whatever it is, they are there. That right there will have somebody get themselves together real quick because they find themselves in a storm. They were depending on a person, relying on someone. That person is in jail now. Now they got to figure this thing out. They don't care if this person ever gets out. And when they do get out, oh, the whole household, the whole whatever it is, restructured Oh, you thought you had... No, I'm in control now. No. Okay. Or if a person gets sick and they endure a health challenge and they are the head of the household. Mm-mm. The people in the household who see the way this is going, oh, they they start making all types of moves because... Even if the person gets well, and when they do get well, it'll never be the same. Because people don't like to be in storms like that where they are not in control. And then they could be. It's a learning lesson. And she, Orpah, could have been going through something like that. Doesn't make her a bad person that she left. She probably thinking, oh, uh uh-uh, I did this with y'all before, love y'all, but I'm not doing that again. Let me go back and go to my mama's house and do something different. Even though it might be wrong, but I'm doing something different now. That's not our aim. Our aim is not to do anything that's not pleasing to God and that's not honoring to God. But you see how storms, if they're not checked within our life, it could be used as an inroad for Satan to plant seeds for us to do things that are totally against what God wants us to do based off of our feelings. And we know Naomi was wise because she was the matriarch. So she was going back to Bethlehem. Now, she was going back to the thing she had left. But she wasn't going back with some seeds in her hand. She didn't have any funds. She didn't have anything. All she had was God. God. One daughter-in-law who said she was going to go with her, and of course that was a help. The lady was saying all day long, oh, you know, I'm going to be a burden to y'all. No, don't do this, y'all. Go live your life. But she probably was relieved that somebody was going with her. Naomi told them to go back to your mama's house because at least, this is what I'm thinking she was thinking, at least you'll be taken care of. I mean, it might be hard for you, but you have a starting point. You're not at a deficit because your people will help you out. And sometimes, some people's people do not help them out. But it happens to us in some way, shape, or form. We go through a storm, and then we have to figure out how we're going to get through it. And yes, it's great to ask God for wisdom and discernment, but even when he grant you the wisdom and discernment. There are some things that we all have to do to get to the destination that we are aiming towards. And when Orpah left, it redefined the relationship. And do not misunderstand what I'm saying. When Orpah left, it doesn't mean that, oh my gosh, she's such a bad person. She just so you This one was going through a storm. Don't forget that. She was going through a storm. Now, I don't know the dynamics of her marriage with her husband. I don't know the dynamics with her mother in law, sister in law, father in law, brother in law. I don't know with any of them. But one thing I believe we can conclude is that when she left, it redefined the relationship. And then when Naomi and Ruth stayed together. That redefined a relationship. When Orpah left, the relationship was redefined because it showed her it was time for her to go. That season and chapter of her life with them was over. So she went back home. Do I know what happened to her? No. I could make some assumptions. But what we do know is she left. Now, she could have went with them. And let's say we could have been reading about Ruth and Boaz and Orpah and Finad. Okay? And there could be several explanations of why Orpah turned back. One could be because she was fearful. She possibly didn't want to be in a position where she was depending on somebody. And realizing that I'm depending on this person as my source, and they are not a dependable source whatsoever. They can't help me out because they're not God. She could have turned back because she really hurt Naomi when Naomi said, "You will have to restrain yourself if you wait on me to do anything for you." So she was like, "You know what? Let me go ahead and go." I mean, she could have turned back because, let's say, she didn't and she couldn't stand Naomi and Ruth. She could have left because it was her time to go. She could have turned back because, let's say, her heart never left her environment, her culture, or her lifestyle before she even married the son. So, when the son died, it's like she was free. Now, I'm not saying any of this is true. These are just hypothetical situations as it relates to somebody not going on or carrying out the journey with someone. No matter what the reason is, if it's your journey to go through, you go through it. You go through it. You see what's on the other side, even though it is stressful, even though it is an absolute challenge. But if it's your time to go, go. If it's your time to stay, stay. If it's your time to wait, wait. If it's your time to come along somebody and help carry their cross as you're carrying your own, carry it. We do know that when Orpa left, it redefined her role and her position in Naomi and Ruth's life and within herself. And now that she was gone, the act of her leaving redefined the relationship with Naomi and Ruth. Because now they had to restructure what was going on. They used to be three. Now they were two. And they were going to make do with two. No matter what. They couldn't think about, I mean, if she was here, she could help carry the load, man. If she was here, if she was here, she's not there, she's gone. So what are you going to do? Are you going to keep thinking about and pondering on what somebody else is not doing? Are you going to move forward, focus on what you need to do, and trust God to help you get through it? And that's just something that I know I deal with. I've dealt with. Looking at the outside of, man, look at this. Look at that. Why, 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 why? Why can't they? Why don't they? They should. But it's not their race. If they want to drop out the race, they just let them drop out. But when it's time to get those benefits, mm -mm. it's not the time to be like, oh, yeah, you know, because we ran that race together. No, you didn't. You dipped out on me and told me that you wasn't going to help me. So I love you. But no, it's no we. It's me and what God is doing in my life. So this was a redefining moment for these ladies. And the reason I'm going through it like this is for us to think about the moments and times where people left or situations changed and those relationships in the midst of that storm were redefined. They were redefined because... Now that somebody's gone, not saying that your trust was in that person, but now that they're gone, there are certain strengths within you that spring forth because now you have to make it. You have to make it. And it shows the other people in the circle or in the relationship that, you know what, that person's gone. Not saying that they're a bad person. We're not talking bad about them. God bless them. But I'm not doing it to you. I'll never leave you. I'm for real about what I say. I'm not going nowhere. And you know how it feels if somebody tells you that and they back it up with action. It's in some of those very conversations in the middle of a storm between two people where a relationship is redefined and a long-lasting impact occurs. And that's what happened with Naomi and Ruth now. Ruth let Naomi know, I'm not leaving you. And we know she was for real. She was serious about that. She was not playing with Naomi. She told her straight up, Hey, only death will be able to separate you and me. So be quiet, Naomi. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you. I love you. But I ain't going home to my mama. I'm not going to them. That redefined their relationship because it was one thing to go through a storm with someone using your words only. But to go through a storm where people are telling you what they're saying and they're putting action behind it and they mean it, that's a totally different thing and that defines a relationship. It defines it. Ruth was also able to see the redefining moment in her relationship with Naomi because she said all of that to Naomi and she saw, you know, Naomi at first was pushing her away. But when she said what she said, Naomi acquiesced, left alone, and they started their journey together. That was a redefining moment. And it was a revealing moment also because Ruth learned some things about Orpah and Naomi. Orpah learned some things about Ruth and Naomi. And then Naomi learned some things about Orpah and Ruth. And that's one thing about a storm. A storm will uncover a person's heart, motives, concerns, desires, and thoughts. So whatever a person was concealing or getting by with when a storm hits, they are saying and doing anything to save their life, depending on the person. You don't realize what's going on until they start hollering. But whenever a person walks away, the story has changed and so has the season. And it's just time to press forward. Look at what you're working with and do what you can do as God guides you. It can hurt, but when things or people don't go as you expected in your life and a storm hits, remember, that's life. And I'm not saying that to be insensitive either. I'm just letting you know that's just what it is. And I'm not telling you, hey, you know, just live with it. Of course, you're going to have to live with it, but it's how you live with it. That's key. And you learn, you live, you forgive, you press forward, you do what you need to do, and you go down the road just like all three of these women did. Now, they all went down the road. They all lived their life. But each made a conscious decision of what they wanted to do, and they lived with that decision. Storms do not feel good. They don't feel good at all. But when we go through the storms of life it's important to keep God first ask God for wisdom ask Him for help and trust that all things are working together for your good even though you look like or it seems like or not even that it is you see yourself at a loss of something. Wherever God is leading you Remember that God knows how to redefine, restructure, reshape, and reveal to you the relationships in your life, the purposes those relationships serve, and what you need to do as it relates to your interactions with these people. And a storm can serve the purpose to shake things up for separation in your life. And if that's the case, don't fight it. Just ride the waves with the divine savior okay and a scripture i would like to leave you with is ruth the first chapter in the 16th through the 18th verse and it reads but ruth replied don't plead with me to abandon you or to return and not follow you for wherever you go i will go and wherever you live i will live your people will be my people and your god will be my god where you die i will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me and do so severely if anything but death separates you and me. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped talking to her. I selected this scripture because this is beneficial for us to reference when we are in relationships and storms hit. Although storms hit and we could be going through storms within storms, What is keeping you connected with someone? Why do you want to be connected with the person? Why are you so adamant of staying with the person and making sure you don't disconnect with them? Is it because their relationship with God? Is it because something they showed you? Is it just a deep connection that you shared? What is it? The goal is whatever it is. It should be God honoring, and if it is God honoring, it's time to develop that relationship and take it all the way. Whether it's a relationship, romantic, marriage, a business partnership, friendship, whatever it is, relative, family, whatever it is, it's important to understand why you're doing what you're doing. And being honest about it. And if you were in a relationship and a storm hit and somebody just left, they bounced, they dipped out, they disappeared, that's okay too. That is okay too. Because it was in that moment that that relationship was redefined, reshaped, restructured, and revealed. So it works out either way. It's important to just trust God. Remember that all things, even though they don't look good, they don't feel good, all things are indeed working together for your good. Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com where you can sign up to receive your Aim Towards the Target weekly encouragement. On the website, you can select from a variety of Bible plans you can complete individually or in a group setting. I also have inspiring apparel available. You can check out my Bible plans on the YouVersion Bible app and feel free to connect with me on Instagram at AimTowardsTheTarget. May God continue to protect, bless, strengthen, and cover you and all who belongs to you as you keep Him first and aim towards your God-honoring targeted goals, whether you are in a storm or not. Don't forget His promise that those that love Him He is working all things together for their good. Okay, peace and God bless.